0: To the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment podcast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode number nine of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Woo is right, Tyler. Nine episodes, man. What do you think? What do you think, number nine?
0: Oh, I'm very excited because we're almost at.
1: 10. Ah, so, save it. Save okay, I'm it. sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got excited.
1: I've been waiting for that moment for 10 episodes. Okay.
0: <laughs> can we, right. can we like everyone who is our fan, please, for the love of God, tweet this episode at Sean Spears. So we can have Sean Spears on episode 10 <laughs> of be... the CrossFit Wrestling Entertainment podcast. I, w-
1: I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if he was here. <laughs> I mean, that would be so amazing. Uh, no, Sean Spears is, I love Sean Spears. So just, just I know, know, I
0: know you do. I love Sean Ten. Spears. sorry, I had to do it
1: one more time. Don't, wait, it's just one week. You can't wait a week? <laughs> well, what I can't wait for is next week's episode of AEW, uh, especially if it's anything like this week's episode, because it was incredible. Uh, Yeah, let's dive into that action. What do you say? Let's do it. Alrighty, Well, hey, we kicked off hot this episode of AEW Dynamite, which aired on September 9th of this year, 2020. Opened up with the Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. Early on in the match, the Jurassic Express's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus battled the Lucha Bros, Ray Phoenix, and Penta Al Zero M in the night's opening contest as AEW sought to spotlight its incredible tag team division, which we tout about all the time because they're... Amazing, Uh Yeah, they're just great. You can't can't put it any other way. Jungle Boy and Phoenix showed off their athleticism early before Penta joined his brother in a double-team takedown of their young opponent. The massive Luchasaurus turned the tide back in the babyface's favor, only for Penta to shove Jungle Boy off the top rope into a suplex by Phoenix. Uh, This match was a very hard-hitting bound, very exciting. As the action never slowed down, the two teams cutting uh, a lightning-quick pace, even as the heels gained control. Late as the action broke down, Jungle Boy would score a pinfall after Penta accidentally does a Canadian destroyer to his brother, Ray Phoenix. Oof. 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 Big oof there. Uh, So, and you know, I I don't know if I agree with calling this this. Uh, The commentary team referred to this as an upset. Do you agree with that? That is a rough,
0: rough way to talk about. Uh, the Jurassic Express, because as we have noted, the Jurassic Express is a uh, tag team contender. Mm. Um, so I don't understand why they called it an upset. Um, I it just, uh, I put it in the notes because it just caught me off guard.
1: Mm, no, for sure. I, I, I'd have to disagree with they Calling it an upset as well. It just doesn't make sense to me to say that them winning was like uh, a shocker or a surprise because right. I mean, they're, they're contenders they've already had matches for the tag team championships like they're a legitimate tag team it's like they're this underdog that no one's heard of and this and that like they're right. a legitimate tag team so i wouldn't I mean, say the that
0: Witcher bros aren't underdogs either like they're not like these little joe schmo uh you know nobody knows who they are so it wasn't an underdog win or a, they were both massive massive teams who were going head to head. I don't under, I just, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. After that match, Eddie Kingston would go into the ring and actually keep Penta and Phoenix from arguing as obviously Phoenix was upset that his brother did a Canadian destroyer to him, which uh, Tyler, I love you, but if you did a Canadian destroyer to me, I'd probably be pretty pissed.
0: <laughs> I don't think I could actually perform a Canadian destroyer <laughs> right now, So there's probably nothing to worry about there
1: you know what fans uh we'll have to test this theory out and tyler and i will practice our canadian destroyers for the next episode listen Um, if it
0: goes wrong it's only going wrong for you
1: this is true this is true Uh, and we won't do this live we'll let you know how that goes all right
0: when noah comes in next week wearing his mjf neck brace you will know what
1: (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely uh, so with that being said, we're going to jump into our next segment, which was away from some in-ring action here. And we got to see Matt Hardy's address to us AEW fans. As you know, Matt Hardy took a very nasty spill Uh, At All Out, he bumped his head pretty bad on the concrete, and we were unsure of how he would be able to recover for that or even if he would be able to get to 100% again. He seems to be doing okay. As he said, uh, he hit the ring to address the fans, and he was met with a lot of applause and a lot of good energy. He thanked the fans, and he said that he will be back soon from a 100% recovery uh, before acknowledging his family and thanking them for being strong with him in this tough time and facing this scary fall uh, from that lift there that we saw in All Out. He also said that he would be turning his focuses on winning some AEW gold. Tyler, that's huge.
0: Very excited to hear that um, because I expected this to be like a um, taking a step back into maybe a managerial role kind of um, acknowledgement here. Um, So I'm super excited to see that he ain't done and he's going for the gold. He ain't just gonna ride the bench anymore and go after these B-list Sammy Guevara guys. He is going for to the top of the totem pole, and I just wonder if he's gonna go after who he's gonna go after. Is he talking about Moxley or Brody, Mister Brody Lee? Is he talking about the FTW champion? Like what? Well, what? What is the plan?
1: Yeah, to be completely honest, I would uh, put this in the realm of a Brody Lee feud. I would okay. love nothing more than to see Brody Lee and Matt Hardy go at it. I feel like that would be a really fun feud to watch, especially with that Dark Order side of it. And I actually want to book the territory a little bit and, and come up with the story here on how this Matt Hardy and Brody Lee feud would end. If you would indulge me for a minute.
0: If you want to come up with that, how it will end... Yes. I want the, the to go walk up. away champion? Yes. Uh I'm sorry, Matt. Mr. Brody Lee will win that. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm
1: I'm gonna go a different direction here. How- really? Now hear me out. So we know Matt Hardy has this broken gimmick, he's crazy and this and that. Another dark kind of brokenish gimmick that I would relate to that would be the dark order. They have some okay. similarities there. All right. Now, picture this. Again, this is all just me, like booking the territory here and no across his mind of being a wrestling booker. Matt Hardy and Brody Lee have this big blowout match for the TNT Championship, and the Dark Order swears their allegiance to a new leader no. in the Matt Broken Matt Hardy helping him get the win over Brody Lee. And that just sends Brody Lee in a spiral out of control. And he just becomes this devastating force. And Matt Hardy is now here as the leader of all of these cronies of the Dark Order.
0: So you're taking a new nexus angle where where a new leader uh, emerges and takes the reins away from the bigger, meaner man. Yes. um, Uh, Promising a better tomorrow. Um, I can see it. If he, if he brings out the broken character, I can see it. If he Mm. keeps doing this random, like sometimes broken, sometimes, uh, normal Matt Hardy, um, I don't know what to expect out of him. Um, but that, that would be cool. Um, so maybe, uh, as Jace is commenting down here from, uh, throwing jabs, the hard hitting wrestling show all four downs, he is saying, damn, he really likes the idea of Matt Hardy making the dark order broken.
1: Thank you, Jace. I appreciate it, buddy. Because I do. I, I thought of this a little earlier today, and I said to myself, oh, my gosh, how much of a big wrestling moment would that be? And as a wrestling fan, I would lose. I mean, Tyler, you would, would you like that?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's too soon. Because I, I, you know, I love the Dark Order. And I, I think this is an incredible faction, and I would hate to see it ruined. So, not ruined, changed. So early. I think that has promise what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I think it's too soon and I don't think Matt Hardy's the guy to dethrone Mr. Brody Lee.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I just think it'd be Snyder. made it make a lot it of sense. It would shake it up. I think it would be very exciting. But, hey, going off of that, a little bit of a tangent there of a storyline that I would love to see happen, and I know some of our fans could tell. would love to see it happen as well. Thank you for joining us in that comment section. Let's jump into some more in-match in-ring competition here with Orange Cassidy versus Angelico. Uh, Angelico accompanied by Jack Evans battled Orange Cassidy, who was fresh off a victory off of Chris Jericho, and their mimosa mayhem match it all out. Angelico wore Cassidy down early on with an array of submissions uh, learned in Mexico as he is very keen on the submission maneuvers. Cassidy dropped a corner splash, soared off the top rope with a crossbody, and blasted Angelico with Orange Punch for the win, which I love the name of of that finishing move, by the way, Orange Punch. I think that's hilarious. After the match, Santana and Ortiz would come out and attack Cassidy, and then the best friends, Trent and Chuck Taylor, would make their way to the ring to save their friend, Orange Cassidy. Uh, and then they would go on to pick up the microphone and call out Santana and Ortiz and said, we will see you next week in some in-ring action. Tyler, what did you think of this match here?
0: Um, kind of lackluster. The, the maneuvers were nice. It was cool to see a submissions artist in the ring against a guy like... Uh, orange cassidy someone who's so low energy um so it was it was a weird kind of chemistry that the two of them had going on Mm -hmm. um but i just i gotta mention something the orange punch hilarious name Mm -hmm. it's just coming from a guy like orange cassidy it's just not as believable as coming from a guy like orange Ray or orange rains jesus uh roman (laughs) reigns Because Roman Roman Reigns' Superman punch is just so much more brutal than Orange Cassidy's is. Um and it just I don't know why his his Superman punch, it just eh,
1: eh That's all
0: I have to say about it. It just eh
1: can you just it see doesn't... how but look at the air he's got. I mean look he's just locked in. Have Each you day. seen him deliver it though? Like when oh, okay. he I know, just... I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. However, <laughs> if roman reigns if roman reigns ever comes to aw or orange cassidy ever goes to the wwe orange rain has to be their tag team i mean they have to be a tag team and it has to be oh what rain. you just rain. i would literally oh, rain. i would i said that it's going to be that'll be their purple rain their, <laughs> the wrestling versions of purple rain will be orange rain in the tag team of orange cassidy and roman reigns tyler you just you just <laughs> Congratulations, Tyler. You just, you just made the best tag team name in the history of wrestling. <laughs> and it just got Prince
0: music playing in the background the whole time. Uh, I love it. Uh... <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, I really hate the Orange Punch. I think it's a hilarious uh, move. Uh, you know, it's a creative and silly name for a move. Um, but it's as effective as the heart punch.
1: And I wish he would find something. New. Mm. I, I will say this. I don't like it as a finisher that I can agree with. I do like yeah. it as a, as a, as a move for a guy like orange Cassidy, yeah. do, but I don't like it as a finisher either.
0: Yeah. I don't believe that that can finish a match, but okay. fair enough. yeah, whatever. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I just mm-hmm. wish he would do something better.
1: Fair enough. All right. Well, Hey, the next segment was extremely exciting. And Tyler, you want to take us through that? Cause I know you love this person in your heart. So.
0: Oh man, one of, oh, I, I, I was hoping he would come during the Battle Royal a few weeks ago, mm. uh, or last week, but um, Mr. Miro is the best man. Oh, Miro is all elite, formerly known as Rusev, for you WWE Strictly fans. Um, so Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford dismissed Tony Schiavone, as you like to call him, from the ring, and set out to reveal the best man for their wedding. After two false calls with a Twitch subscriber, which was very funny, and because they keep, keep rubbing that in WWE's face, and Brian Pillman Jr., um, he introduced Miro, the artist formerly known as Rusev. The former Bulgarian brew entered to a thunderous ovation from the fans in attendance, um, and he says Elite recognizes Elite, said before telling his former employer to shove the proverbial brass ring right up their candy ass. Um, he says his name is Miro and he is all elite. Oh my gosh! If uh, I don't, I don't understand WWE's take on all of this because for the last few weeks, AEW has taken an absolute crap all over WWE's face, and WWE has done nothing about it, and their views are tanking because of it. I, I think if uh, WWE stood up, they would have much more. Uh, pull in this ratings race.
1: I I can't say that the ratings are being affected because AEW's trashing them. And and I will say, if they did have a jab... People love it, man. Although, uh, as I was saying, though, if they did have a jab back at AEW, I could totally see... People being like, oh, WWE's making jabs at these guys. Let's go, let's go see what they're doing, you know, and that kind of thing. Because I mean who who doesn't want to see billionaires beef with each other? I mean, come on. Sure.
0: Why not? I, I, I would like to see them put a belt on Miro very quickly. Um, but I don't want him to go after Mr. Brody Lee and I don't want him to go after John Moxley. I think it's time for him to go after the FTW champion and take that belt off of Mr. Cage. Okay. Okay. Because I think it's time they actually have that belt defended on TV and not just a little strap piece that he can carry around on his shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be completely fair, it is—it um, isn't like I guess an AEW piece of gold in a sense, but it's a Taz belt. Fair, fair.
0: I could see it. So if we're I, not going to use it, get rid of it.
1: No, I like it. I like it. I could—I uh, could see that happening, but. At the end of it, maybe Matt Hardy doesn't go against Brody and what I booked earlier, and we could see Miro going after Mr. Brody Lee and having a stand there, which would be cool. But in all honesty, maybe Miro might turn into a heel character. I mean, I know he's loved right now. Can I I I just address address something? Sure. Um, People
0: I have seen online are constantly complaining that AEW is just signing old WWE stars and that they're not making anything new. I don't understand what their issue was is with that. WWE had a monopoly on the wrestling world. People were mm. like, well, TNA was around and they did their own thing. Great. Because no one wanted to go to TNA because they made crappy content. When it comes to AEW, this is the next big thing. Of course, Tony Khan got a call from almost every single WWE superstar. What do you want him to say no to Rusev? Absolutely not. He's going to make these guys better than WWE ever could have. And I'm sick and tired of the Mark WWE fans who are just complaining that these guys who quote unquote, couldn't make it in WWE. No WWE has 500 superstars that they don't have time for. And AEW is going to make room for them on their roster. That's all I have to say.
1: Tyler, next time just be truthful. Tell us how you feel. Okay.
0: WWE sucks. There you go.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, no, no, no. I, I do agree, though. I don't agree with the whole like, oh, they're just taking old stars. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Rusev is an old star, like, no. a, and um, and having a guy like Rusev on this roster, he's able to reinvent himself. Like, he's not going to be uh, yeah, Alexander he's not Rusev, anymore. Rusev. He's, he's going to be Miro. Like, he's going to be this new character, just like John Moxley is John Moxley. He's not Dean Ambrose. So they're they're creating themselves in new lights. Yeah, uh, I guess Hulk Hogan doesn't matter because he was with WCW for all those years well hey there you go that's a good point valid point valid point but hey uh, from that it's exciting to see a new face it's exciting to see Miro here in AEW he is all elite he had a great promo if you get a chance to go check that out I definitely would recommend it after that we had a quick back seg segment where Kenny Omega was I'm, I'm sorry Hangman Adam Page was being interviewed and it was said that him and Omega seem to be working out their differences they're going to be getting back on the same page they're losing their championships to FTR uh, at the recent pay-per-view and I have to agree with the yeah right note ah! that you put here in the script. I don't think that's happening whatsoever. What, what's your take on it?
0: Yeah, okay. Tony Khan, you're smarter than that. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. I see through this. This is not happening. They will not win those tag titles back. And the team to take it from FTR will be the Jurassic Express. I think we need to move on from these guys becoming a tag team and focus on their storyline headed into the next pay-per-view.
1: Fair enough. I honestly could see them having a singles bout, like a singles feud oh, with each other, because yeah. they would tear it absolutely up. That would be amazing. Um, but I, I don't think they're working out their differences or, or getting that W over FTR. FTR just got those oh. championships. They're going to they're build pulling
0: them. the wool over Adam's eyes and they're going to attack him.
1: For sure. OK. Oh, really? You think so? OK. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you see what happened with the box? I don't know. We'll talk about it
1: in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, so back to the action here. We have Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss versus Chris Jericho and the brick wall, Jake Hager. I, your applause there is well-deserved by these guys because they absolutely tore it up. Uh, the demo God, Chris Jericho, and Jake Hager battled the young team of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss in a tag team action this week. Hager sought revenge for his elimination from the Casino Battle Royale at the hands of Sonny Kiss, while Janela looked to pay the inner circle heels back for the brutal beating. He endured weeks ago um, at their hands. The fired up baby faces kept the heels at bay, keeping them uh, guessing with a, a lot of unpredictable offense. The bl- uh, a blind charge into the corner by the bad boy led uh, a side suplex by Chris Jericho as the heels wrestled away out of control during the bout. A minute later, Jericho catapulted Janela into Hager, who drove him through the table. Kiss would continue to fight, but came up short, uh, succumbing to Hager's onslaught as the inner circle yeah. picked up a much-needed victory. As you put here, uh, after the match, Jericho declared that he and Hager were settling their sights on the AEW Tag Team Championships, currently held by FTR. I will say this was a great match. Uh, as yeah. We've done before they absolutely tore it up, I do like seeing Jericho mixing it up a bit. He was there at the top. He was there as the AEW champion. He decided to move to and set his sights on different things and taking Jake Hager and saying, we're going to win those tag team championships. So what do you think of that, Tyler? Um, I am not opposed
0: to um, the inner circle going after the tag team champions. Um, I think that's a cool move. I don't think they'll be the ones to do it um, because there's no way Jericho and Hager stand up to FTR. Uh, I think that's a very, very cool move to see him going. But I wish that Kiss had been able to pull off another upset over Hager. That would have set up such an incredible storyline. Even without a belt, to have these two beefing out, they could put on some incredible matches. Mm, uh, yeah, so from did end the way it did. But, hey, you know what? Chris Jericho is the demo god for a reason. That crowd, every single night, sings his music. And whenever he asks them to cheer for him, they do. So... Uh, yeah, definitely that man deserves to have a belt over his shoulder.
1: No, absolutely. All right, fair enough. And I could definitely see those two getting the tag team championships. I don't think they'll beat FTR for them. That just doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, uh, but I could yeah, I could see it happening down the road for sure. So overall, a good bout, exciting action here, and that led us to a backstage segment from our AEW World Champion John Moxley, who discussed his match that he had with MJF at All Out. He admitted that things are not getting any easier for him as the AEW World Champion, and he agreed that they pretty much shouldn't, as John Moxley is a fighter, as we all know. He then went to cut a promo on Lance Archer, who was granted his. AEW World Championship match in a few weeks here, which we'll get to that date later on in the episode of when you can catch that. Yeah. And um, their upcoming clash. I think Tyler, what? I mean, John Moxley is just, I think he's just an all elite champion right now. Yeah, he's a, he's incredible. Uh, you know what? I can't be the only one, though, who
0: is not excited to see Moxley versus Lance Archer. Oh, um, for sure. I, I didn't want that match, personally. Um, so I really don't, care much what's going to happen because I don't see a, a chance in hell that they put the belt on Lance Archer over Moxley. Um so I I'm, I'm really I'm I'm annoyed that they're putting it further out, but we'll we'll talk about the date in a little bit, but I wish they would kind of just get this over with so he can focus on some different rivalries, but
1: mm. it is what it is. No fair enough. I, want, I think they just put it further out they want to build to it. Uh but we'll see. And it is it is also a title match on an episode of Dynamite, which I, I'm like, okay, but whatever. So we'll, we'll see how that goes there. Definitely exciting promo from Moxie to get you fired up for that feud. Uh, right after that, we went back to the ring where we saw FTR celebrating their recent AEW Tag Team Championship win with their manager Tully Blanchard. Uh, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler cut down the tag team division, including a gun, the Gun Club and Jurassic Express before revealing that they will take on Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus next week in a non-title match. All right, I mean, I'm in, right? Yeah, right. I mean, what's to be
0: upset about there?
1: Exactly. We'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, later on in our preview for next week. Um, inefficient throw uh, of the ring and illegal use of the pentagram shift caused by Wardlow. Uh, Wait, right. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong spot here. Let's let's get back to the. Uh, the tag team stuff <laughs> here. because well, oh, they got mixed about, in. that's my bad. Yeah, that's no, we, bad. we mixed in the script there. Sorry about that, folks. So yeah, what we were basically talking about here is that FTR uh, was out in the ring. They basically cut down the tag team division saying that they weren't as elite status as FTR, which if you're FTR, obviously you're going to say that. You have a totally bunch their their supporting you. And then what happened was uh, all the tag teams were actually around the ring who were supposed to be, I guess, clapping and applauding their new tag team champions. And well, that obviously wasn't going to happen when they're telling you you're garbage. And All the tag teams had to jump into the ring and they kind of messed up the FTR's party there, destroyed the ring, and basically tossed him out of their own celebration, which I was happy uh, happy to see. I mean, I love FTR, but you got to love the baby faces getting the better of the doubt there. Yeah, definitely. Yes, for sure. Uh, next up, we will jump into some more action here, some women's action with Nyla Rose versus Taya Conti. Uh, Taya Conti made her first appearance joining All Elite Wrestling as a contract and empl- uh, talent, battling top contender Nyla Rose in single competition, who was accompanied by uh, Vicky Guerrero here. Who always Excuse me! In. Yeah, we're back into that now. Uh, Kanti fought her way back into the match, even grabbing hold of an arm bar. Just as she looked like she might score the upset victory, Rose powered out and delivered a beast bomb for the win, which that power bomb was vicious, uh, to say the least. Uh, After the match, Vicky Guerrero cut a promo saying that the vicious vixens were going nowhere. Rose was going to resume battling and hopefully get Heroku Shida, who made the save to help Teakanti. Man, you always say her name wrong. Please, please. Please. Kyle
0: told me to yell at you. It's Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida, my apologies. I don't know where you get the R and the O.
1: (laughs) My apologies there, yes. Hikaru Shida. Uh, So, Tyler, do you see Rose taking the title away from Hikaru Shida?
0: I do actually see that happening. I think this is, I said it for the last few weeks, that I think Nyla Rose is the one to do it. Uh, with Vickie Guerrero as a mouthpiece, um, incredible, incredible opportunity for Nyla Rose here. As and for some fans who don't know, um, I think it is important to update people that um, Nyla Rose is one of the first transgender wrestlers to really make a main event push in any wrestling promotion. Um, so Nyla Rose uh, has really been a massive staple for AEW, whether it be through controversy from you know certain fans or just really showing that she can do just as much as the rest of the talent on that roster can. Um, I think she is the one to beat Hikaru Shida
1: all right fair enough i'm honestly gonna to have to agree i think that she's going to be able to put herself in that prominent role as top of the women's division uh she'll take she that champion two times two times yes. she will take that championship from her eventually especially with vicky guerrero as a new mouthpiece it'll be exciting to see what they're going to do down the road so i'm ready to see some more action in that front it's very good i mean i got a brit baker there's no brit baker on this episode which was depressing to me but oh sorry.
0: no i think she was briefly but who you cares
1: leave. no no you leave Britt baker alone
0: I well. left her off because who cares?
1: <laughs> After that woman's bout, we went into the main event that I was so looking forward to, and I know you were yeah. like too, Tyler. And the likes of the TMT Championship match with Dustin Rhodes versus Mister Brody Lee. Oh my gosh, was this just heart-wrenching type of match here? The uh, the way it went, the emotion that Dustin showed in this fight was absolutely amazing. Tyler, I'll let you take us through this main event here, my friend.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was an incredible main event, so it started off uh, as Rhodes pounded away at his opponent, both in-ring and out to the floor. I was shocked to see him get the upper hand right off the bat like that. Uh, Mr. Bernie Lee recovered and wrestled control of the match away from his challenger, seizing the upper hand through the commercial break. Dustin fought back and delivered a crossroads, nearly putting Lee away with Cody's finisher and what would have been a poetic justice kind of move. Lee survived it and a pile driver before Dustin with a double thrust kick, which were both incredible. And then hitting the discus lariat, putting away Dustin for a successful title defense. The Dark Order came out to hit the ring to celebrate afterwards, including Colt Cabana, whom the exalted one banished from the ring, which maybe, maybe, just maybe, hot take, Colt Cabana is the one to take the belt off of Mr. Brody Lee. a Chief Lobo followed after the match, and Lee taunted the former TNT, not NTN, TNT champion, looking into the camera, exclaiming, Cody, come home as the show cut to black.
1: Yeah. Wow. Brutal. Wow, to say the least, for this match here. <laughs> uh, it was definitely an exciting bout. When they made this match, uh, Dustin Rose did a great job, after all, out to hype up the fans for it with a promo that he cut, and they delivered... Uh, I would say they definitely delivered. And what do you think this come home Cody or Cody come home that Brody Lee's been yelling at the camera? What do you think that has to do with Tyler? What do you think the deal is? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think he thinks he's taking longer than he needs to recover maybe. Um, And just uh, saying, stop hiding. Come face me man to man. Uh, I embarrassed you. Don't you want to stand up for your brother? Um, And notice QT Marshall didn't come out to help. Um, So I think that we are seeing an era of where everyone is frightened. Of Man. Mr. Brody Lee in the Dark Order. Um, we didn't see any of the Nightmare family come out and assist. Um, so no Arn, no Cody, no Brandy, no uh, Alley. No one came out in his defense. Um, so what's going on in the Nightmare family? Is something happening? What's going on there? Um, I honestly think they're all just terrified of Mr. Brody Lee.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. If you just... In a real perspective, here, if you looked at this match or watched this match and you saw, I mean, Dustin Rhodes is a big man. Like, he's a big guy. And he, yeah. and Brody Lee absolutely towers over him. Yeah. Yep. It is insane how much of a massive human being Brody Lee is. Uh, this match was great. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, but again, I think Brody Lee's size and strength just overpowered Dustin, and he was able to take that W. I'd love to see them have another singles match in the future. I do agree that people are kind of scared of the Dark Order here and what they're capable of. And I'm excited to see uh, what happens when Cody eventually does return and if he sets his sights on Brody Lee to get retribution for not only himself, but for his family. So. That will be exciting. Uh, that leads us to a preview. And as we said before, we have Lance Archer will get his AW World Championship match on October 14th on AEW Dynamite. Uh, it's exciting about here. Two big guys. It'll be cool to see John Moxley take on this behemoth in the likes of Lance Archer, who will be accompanied by Jake the Snake Roberts here. Tyler, who gets the dub in that match?
0: oh, come on, Moxley has to win that match. Like, if he doesn't win that, I will be so upset if he doesn't win that match. That would be an absolute travesty.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I do agree. I do agree. I will take Moxley in that match on October 14th. I'm definitely excited for it. That'll be a good episode of Dynamite to catch. But before that, we have this coming week's episode of AEW Dynamite. There is still an uncertainty as to when this episode is going to air. Uh, Because of the NBA playoffs, the rumor is it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. There's no official day actually announced yet by AEW. Uh, So I guess we'll see when this show comes on. But right. whenever that show airs, the matches that will happen will be the Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz, which was set uh, on an AEW this previous week. Uh, those two have been beefing. They will have a nice double. And game. I believe it's a parking lot match as well. Yes, so. you are correct. It is a parking lot match, so that'll be great to see as well, um, to see what kind of stipulations they throw in. And as you're going to notice, this is a tag team heavy evening, uh, so I'm excited to see. Who doesn't love some good tag team action? Also next week will be Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus the private party. That's going to be a good bout to catch as well. The private party is a fun style offense, very quick and flashy. And I would say Jericho and Hager are more ground and pound style. So they're going to clash in that respect. That'll be a fun one to see. It's interesting seeing
0: two different um, factions, the faction break up from the inner circle into two different tag teams here. Um, it could lead to potentially some uh, friction later on down the road between these two different halves of the yeah. uh, of the uh, you know faction. I'm, I'm no. curious to see what happens there.
1: For sure, for sure, definitely something to look forward to and to think about. I love it. That's uh, going to be good. Coming up here, we have some singles action for some people who have been spending their time in the tag team division. It's cool to see them getting a little bit of a breakout there, and that's Hangman Adam Vage versus Frankie Kazarian of SCU. Uh, Tyler, uh, I mean, you. What do you think of that singles bout coming up?
0: I think that is huge. Um, I think this is a big moment where uh, we see Hangman as uh, the only member of the former elite in action. Um, so I think that is where we will see the elite turn on Mr. Hangman. Brinkley Kazarian pulls off an upset victory
1: oh okay okay so you, are you saying that I think hangman will just have it, his, his emotions might get the best of him that he might be still thinking about that Kenny situation situation sure, Kenny. Or,
0: or Kenny and the bucks uh, intentionally cost him the match
1: okay okay
0: maybe one maybe. of those two things will happen
1: all right will happen our right. prediction I love it bold prediction there by Tyler uh, also happening next week mjf will be in action not sure who his opponent will be um, or the- uh, what?
0: I think he's going to force Wardlow to lay
1: down in the middle of the ring. Oh, you know what? I hate you because that's, <laughs> I could totally, totally see that happening. Yep. Oh, that sounds good. I was thinking that or just some jobber that we've never heard of. So hangman can get an easy victory, but I maybe love. Maybe
0: he he'll get to fight um,
1: uh, Garrison again. Oh, okay.
0: Cause Cause I mean... He deserves another shot because that was kind of dirty. What he did to him a month ago. So yeah,
1: potentially. Maybe. Maybe. I could see it. I could see it. But I do love that Wardlow angle, especially because there's uncertainty there. I want yeah, to ask you, welcome. Tyler, do you think that the Wardlow-MJF uh, deal is coming down to a boiling point to where is going to turn on MJF?
0: A hundred percent. And it's sad to say that Wardlow will get the upper hand in that rivalry.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Wardlow will get the upper hand in that rivalry. I- I'm going to be honest. That, sh- that idea of that storyline, it looks like that's where they're going, kind of bores me. Yeah, right. I don't understand why Wardlow and M J they think this is going to be this like new shocking thing a new shocking storyline or development because we had a very similar thing happen with Cody and, um, and MJF. And MJF. <laughs> where MJF turned on Cody. And now we're just going to turn around and Wardlow's going to turn yeah. on
0: MJF. But to be fair, we knew that MJF thing was coming because for you people who watch Being the Elite on YouTube, we knew that was coming because every time he would talk to Cody, he's like, hello, sir. How are you, sir? I love you. And then Cody would walk away and you would flip him the bird as he was walking away. So we knew that he was going to turn on him at any given moment. So yeah, same thing a little bit, but a little bit of a different taste.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, also we will be seeing Thunder, Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse next week. So that'll be a good taste of women's action there. And uh, from there, the match that I'm honestly most excited for is the match we already talked about earlier in the likes of FTR versus the Jurassic Express in a non-tag team championship match. But FTR did say if they can get the upper hand, I'm sorry, if Jurassic Express gets the upper hand, that they might consider consider giving them a championship opportunity down the road. Uh, Tyler, are you excited for this FCR Jurassic Express match as much as I am? I
0: am very excited for this. And I honestly, the only reason I'm making this pick is because it is a non-title match. I think Luchasaurus pins hardwood
1: Really? Okay. I, I, I do agree that I think the Jurassic Express are going to win because I just love the idea of that. And I want them to get a championship opportunity in the future. I am worried, however, that they're that team that doesn't really need a championship, as we've discussed before, in the likes of Jurassic Express. And and because of that, they might not ever get that opportunity. They might not ever, you know, I mean, they they will eventually. But I just think it might, I don't want it to be too long of a wait to where people just kind of are kind of over it.
0: I think that you are being too... Uh, In your head, like Vince McMahon is running this show. (laughs) Vince McMahon doesn't run this show. Tony Khan does. Um, And I think Tony Khan realizes who the fan favorites are. And -hmm. that's why Jurassic Express has been in the position that they have been for the last two years. Fair enough. Um, Uh, I think it is time for Jurassic Express to get their push. I don't think FTR should lose the belt anytime soon. I think they should be a long-reigning tag team champion, champion uh, team. Uh, um, Jurassic Express definitely deserves to be up there and to win these titles at some point in the future. Um, but I don't think they'll be the ones to take it off of. Um, like I said earlier, I don't think they're going to be the ones to do
1: it. No. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, in this non-title bout, I would definitely give the W to Jurassic Express. Overall, it was a fantastic episode of AEW. Dynamite, to say the least. Tyler, what would you give this episode out of five?
0: I gave it a, about you know 3.8 to 4. It was very good. Um, nothing too wild or off the handle. Uh, it was just good wrestling all around. There have been a lot, a lot, a lot of botches lately um, where moves just haven't gone well. And speaking of botches, we didn't see Seidel at all. Um, so maybe his uh, pride is a little bit broken uh, mm. and he needs to go rebrand himself. Uh, because, oof, as we talked about, that one hurt a little bit. Uh, yeah, so maybe I'll go towards 3.8 over a, out of 5, because it wasn't quite a four-star night. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen way better nights than this that we've branded for.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to agree. I'd give you like a 3.5 to 3.8 there in terms of an out of 5 rating for the overall episode. Over, It was still good, though. I still recommend watching it, and definitely watch next week. It's going to be an action-packed night. Cannot wait for FTR versus Jurassic Express's match. As you know, here on the Clovercrest uh, uh, media page here that we have many other podcasts. And the other night, our fellow friends there on the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show had a very cool guest. And Tyler, want to please tell us about that.
0: I was on that show.
1: Um, Yeah, over on the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, we usually go live at
0: around Tuesday, uh, usually on Tuesdays. And then we do our predictions like we do here on the CWE podcast. But we had the incredible honor of interviewing Mr. Tito Santana, WWE Hall of Famer. And can I just say what an incredible incredible guy. He was it was just like talking to your best friend. He was such an amazing guy to talk to. Straightforward, gave incredible answers to all of our questions. So, without giving too many spoilers, please go check out the Hard Hit and Wrestling shows page. Uh, and give it a watch. I even shared it on our wall. So if you would like to watch, you can just check out the um, CWE Facebook page and you can give it a watch and then follow your way over to see OV's incredible production that he does over at the hard-hitting wrestling show. Tito Santana joined us live for the tag team bracket. Uh, and surprisingly, he was able to pick the last teams to move on. So let us... Join us there on the Hearted Wrestling Show for that incredible episode.
1: Absolutely, and I can say, as a fan, I watched. Uh, I should have listened yeah. into the episode. It was great. It was a great listen. A really fun watch. I would definitely recommend to check that out. And if so you love. Absolutely. If you love podcasts, visit Clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, which you will, you can just start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit, and make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast. Podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and other types of latest information. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us this week. We look forward to next week for episode number 10, where we can finally get that out of our system. And with that being said, I'm Noah Cross. That is my best friend, Tyler Bard. We will see you next week for some more Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you.
0: Blossom Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.